on the ninth day of podcasting, my podcaster gave to me nine carolers caroling. Sure. Uh, so I love Christmas carols. Um, I think they are fantastic. They are fun. I love pretty much any songs. I like songs that you can sing and Christmas carols are generally written to be sang, sang, sung. <laughs> They're generally written to be sung. And that's what I like about them because I don't have a great voice. I can't tell you if I'm an alto, a soprano, a any of that. I don't even know what those things mean. Uh, I am terrible when it comes to music, but, and I grew up with uh, a mother and some sisters that, and some brothers that have amazing voices. And I am on the other end of the spectrum, but it doesn't stop me from actually love singing. I grew up, I loved singing along with show tunes. And so when Christmas came around, it was time to sing songs. And I love it. I love it so much. Some songs can be kind of ruined by certain experiences and some songs can be made better by certain experiences, right? Um, I asked Tech uh, what his favorite uh, Christmas carol is and he said Carol of the Bells, but in the original Ukrainian, which is absolutely beautiful. I encourage you to go to YouTube and look that up. Uh, I think that all of these carols they sound best in their original language. So, you know, instead of O Christmas Tree, O Tannenbaum, um, all uh, Good King Wenceslas, I can't remember the German for it, but you know, uh, even even uh, Silent Night sounds better as Silent Nacht. Uh, it, it all just sounds so much better in in that language and i guess the reason is because that's how it was written right and if you've been listening to chuck tomasi's uh dog days of advent you know what translating songs can actually do i mean if you translate them too much they end up being unrecognizable but even just one translation can really change the tone of of a song and so what is my favorite i think it's going to have to be one that's in its original language, maybe. I don't know. Um, Silent Night was kind of one of those that's kind of ruined for me because of the forced family tradition of singing it while going down the stairs to get our stockings. Like, why? I don't know. Um, I'm sure it was sweet at some point, but it just became a thing that sometimes traditions become stresses, and that was one of those. Uh, but... Oh, what's the name of it? It's it uses the tune of green sleeves. What child is this? Da, 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 na, 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 uh anyway. Um I think it might be like Christ the King. You know the one I'm talking about. Uh if you've been listening to Megapodtastics, there was a really good one and I'm blanking on the name of the song, but there was a punk version the other day of a church song that I am used to singing and I was here for that. I need to download that song. I need that as part of my regular playlist. We heard Bad Religion doing a cover of A, a, a Christmas Carol tonight. That was awesome. I, I love when people can get into it, when they can get transformative with it. Um, I still think my favorite drummer boy is Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Um, but then again, I think Bing Crosby could sing like any well, I was going to say any Christmas song to me, but no, he can sing any Christmas song, any song to me rather. Uh, now, here's here's the beauty of Bing Crosby. Growing up, <coughs> we had an eight track in the van and we had, I believe, three eight tracks at some point. Um, Cat Stevens' greatest hits, the Eagles' greatest hits, 
and Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Now, I'm sure my parents had other 8-tracks at some point because they did pay extra to get the 8-track in the van. But the fact that that was one of the few things we could actually listen to and the music wasn't killed for me by being stuck in a van with my siblings on long trips, that just goes to show you how good a crooner Bing is or was. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm all over it. Um, you know, there's, there's a little bit of hubbub, I'm going to say about the baby it's cold outside. And you know what it, how was it written? Was it written with the intent? Was it written without the intent? Was it a different time? There's lots of conversations about that. And I'm not going to get into that. Um, I will say with today's ears, it is the implications can be uncomfortable, but there was a really nice version of this that was done with some lyrics changes and it was sung by adults, but the video are it's kids and it's really cute and sweet. And I was like, okay, that's, that's how you can do something. I mean, I don't have to worry about the guy that wrote the song getting money from it. Um, so I don't have that guilt going on and you know, we can, we can change it up. Right. Uh, the thing about Christmas music and, and any holiday music, I mean, very rarely, uh, did one of the other holidays get a, get a big song. Although I will say Adam Sandler struck gold twice, uh, because after the two Hanukkah songs and the dreidel song, I challenge you, I challenge you and I want you to fill my inbox with this because I'm struggling and I would love to get more songs. I would like more Hanukkah songs because I don't know what they are, but I challenge you, what are other Hanukkah songs? They're not really known, right? Uh, and I would love to hear more. So anyway, I think many musicians, they write these Christmas songs because if you get a Christmas song that sticks, you're immortal. Mariah Carey is immortal for her Christmas song. And it's not even that good, but it's good enough that it's constantly being played. George Michael has a game named after him. And yes, I lost at Whamageddon. I lost last night when I was at Centra, which is our Asian grocery. Uh, it was worth it. Those shrimp was really good. Uh, you know, the, if you get one, if you write a song that is played year after year, you become immortal. And the rest of your career doesn't have to do anything. Number one, those royalty checks, they're going to be rolling in forever. But number two, you your entire life is immortalized. Uh, how many people know Eartha Kitt just for Santa Baby? Now, if you don't know her from her other stuff, shame on you. Shame on you. But many people that don't know her other stuff, they will, they know Santa Baby. Um all of that. Uh, there is a song that we discovered last year. It's a couple of years old that I really, I really love. It's so cute. Um, it's called Christmas for Two and it's adorable. And then when we went home and we watched the video and we were like, oh, she's so young. And then we saw the boy that she's interested in. And I'm like, whoa, he is really young. And it's a little more uncomfortable, but it was really fun. Uh, so I, I, I recommend you go check that out. So, yeah, Christmas for two. So for tech, it is Carol of the Bells, which I gotta say, that's that's a pretty awesome one. Oh, and the entire Nutcracker Suite. Like, if we're gonna count that as a Carol, yeah, we'll we'll count that one. It's not really a Carol. Carols mean you, that you sing, right? Yeah. And then Christmas for two. That's my new favorite. So that's the one I'm gonna choose. Although I'm sure I'm gonna sing like half a dozen other songs from now until January sixth. <laughs> 